I'm trying. I'm trying. It's not like I'm not trying, Brohensky. I'm trying hard. Live from Beit Shemesh and broadcasted around the world, you are listening to the From Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Naham Kligman. Interviews and advice from Jewish entrepreneurs from around the world. Listen, learn, be Masliach. Welcome to episode 60 of the From Entrepreneur, and I am super excited for his 60th episode to have somebody really special. You guys have heard of him. You definitely know of him. You've heard of his projects, Duvi Honig. But do you really know the man? Do you know his story? Do you know how he got started? He is a master networker. He is fully in for Kla Yisrael. He's done things that, uh, you know, you can't even imagine and takes on projects that are so big that he just then ends up taking up more. Um, it's a really incredible episode. Really, you know, I've known uh, Duvi and he's been a friend of mine and I've worked with him in many different capacities over the last uh, bunch of years. But uh, in this episode, we really dig into his story, which is uh, fantastic, learning how he got started and learning more about the man behind the projects. So uh, definitely get ready, get excited for this episode. And But first, just a quick word from our sponsor. Looking to make more money? Do you sell services or want to earn extra cash on the side? Book Like a Boss is the ultimate software to sell services and book appointments. You get your own custom web page, which includes everything you need. Book Like a Boss integrates with your existing calendars, sends reminder emails, is fast, secure, simple to use, and looks great on mobile. Visit booklikeaboss.com and get started for free. Welcome to another awesome episode of the From Entrepreneur. Today, I am happy to introduce somebody that really needs no introduction. If you are in the From Entrepreneurial world, you've definitely heard of this guy. And if you haven't heard of him, you definitely know his programs. He's had an incredible effect on thousands of people. He's been a personal inspiration to me uh, and to probably thousands of others. He's also involved in many programs you may not even know that came from him. Ideas that he had early on that people, other people may have taken and run with, his own, pro, his own programs has been successful and continues to gain success. He is, uh, without a doubt, and I've, people who know me know that I know, and uh, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of people, have tons of connections. This is by far the best networker I've ever met in my entire life. Welcome to the show, Divi Honig. Thank you, Nachum. Thank you for having me. Divi, this is long overdue. I mean, we've been friends uh, for a number of years now, um, but this is, I guess, the first time we've actually had a chance to do this podcast. And I'm really grateful for you taking the time and coming on the show. Yes, thank you. You know, it's a really insp- it's, it's an inspiration to be able to go on to the show before we do our Yerushalayim Expo after Pesach, May 15th, what is, you know, what Mr. Shem you'll be presenting at, uh, and, and uh, be able to invite you know, all the Anglo people and businesses, Israel-American companies, companies to do business on both ends, you know, Israel-America, America-Israel, yeah. well, and definitely. be able to invite them. Absolutely. We'll definitely we'll talk about the expo a little bit towards the end of the show. But first, people, you know, they see your name, they they see your ads, they hear about the uh, OJC, but they want to know who is the man, who is Divi Honig, what's his inspiration, how did he get started, what's his story? So Divi, maybe walk us through. I know uh, you're you've been in Lakewood for quite a number of years. Is that where you were born and raised? No, I was born in Brooklyn, and I happened to 
grew up in Eretz since I was 13, you know, until I was married in yeshivas there. And uh, that's really where I, you know, became like a, a how do you say, split personality, you know. <laughs> Israeli-American. Israeli-American, American, Israeli, however you want to say it. But yeah, so Baruch Hashem. Ah, I didn't know that. When yeshivas were you in Eretz Yisrael? Yeah, so I was in Yerushalayim, it was, you know, by the, the Zilberman, that was by Yadaren, by Rabbi Shua Eichenstein, that was in Kvach Sidon, that was the main, by David Manzatzal, and the Rebbe Yafa, and uh, then I was in the Mir, and then we went to Lakewood, and then we moved there to Israel, and I, we lived there, and oh, so you Lakewood, then we came here. When you first yeah, I was in Sirotskin, and then I came to Lakewood. Aha. Uh-huh. Very nice. So you got married in Eretz Yisrael? No, we got married over here. Uh, in Lakewood? In, in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. And then you moved to Eretz Yisrael, and then how many years after you were here did you move to Lakewood? Well, we had, we were, I was planning on really staying in Eretz Yisrael, you know, maybe even permanently, but, you know, and we had an incident that I had needed some you know, uh, some medical attention. So we ended up coming back to the States and we ended up, once we came, we were already like, uh, we just uh, settled over here. You see, that's amazing, Debbie. And that's, see, something that people wouldn't know if they didn't listen to this podcast, wouldn't ask these questions because, you know, sometimes a medical situation happens in your life and you wonder why and you think, oh my gosh, got to leave here, i go to America. But the impact that you've had on so many people from being in America, you know, some, do you ever look back and say, wow, now I realize or now I see you know, the, I mean, obviously, is it from you to see the Yad Hashem and everything, but do you see that special Yad Hashemaya? A hundred percent. And you know what? You see it. Yeah, people have to know that. They have to want to see it. You know, that's something I tell myself every day. Because honestly, every day, we could, I could write a book and see Yad Hashemaya, we see. But, you know, when you look back and you look at everything that, you know, Hashem guided you throughout, your, you know, your life. It, it just It's amazing to see like how it you know reflects in in, in what your future topkit in life is and how you implement it. So it's pretty much like people have to want to open their eyes and see. Some people just don't really focus, don't take a moment to to stop a second and think and say, "Wow, this is Mam's Yad Dishmai." You know, sometimes even people get it, they, they get annoyed by me. How many times do you say Yad Dishmai? How many times do you say like you're repeating yourself? What are you not confident? I say no, no, because every incident's a new one. And I keep on doing it, but you know, but I'll tell you, you know, like one, there's so many stories I could tell you, fascinating stories, really fascinating stories. Um, but uh, what happened well, to us? Yeah, we're all here. Know, tell us. But each story, each conversation, each one's a story. It's a conversation, and it's now this is our first uh, podcast over here, and they really want to share information and be able to give people, inspire people to be able to be active, connect, network, and grow their networks. And when their networks grow, other people's networks grow as well. So, so I, I want to get into that. I want to just, just give us one of your stories. Give us one of your inspirational stories. Share it with us. Uh, and then, we'll, then we'll, uh, we'll talk about how the chamber came to be. Well, we do it. There's, there's a lot of stories, and they take some time, and I get worked up. But we'll get into it as we warm up. I'm sure I'll, you know, identify some stories that fit with okay. what we're saying fantastic but, so let's do but, that because you know so, so you go to you go back to america you're married you, you went for a medical um situation um and then you ended up in i guess you went to lakewood and you said you decided to stay there so what what were you doing for panasa or were you in learning when you were back in lakewood 
But so so for, first of all, I just want to finish on the topic we we just finished touching, and then go back to respond to the, your question over here. Sure. Uh, the, the first of all, I, was, I wanted to say that it's when I I speak, you know, multiple language: Hebrew, Yiddish, English, Chassidish Yiddish, Litvish Yiddish, Yerushalayim Yiddish, and I learned Yerushalayim Yeshivas. <laughs> and and whoever I speak to, that's how I think. Meaning to say, if I'm speaking Hebrew, I think Hebrew. If I speak English, I think English. If I speak Yiddish, if it's a Litvish Yiddish, I think like that. Yiddish Yiddish, like that. And it's really now that I realize how many different, you know, how Hashem, you know, when I was when I was 13, I'm now, you know, I'm 44. Talking about 30 years ago, right? The 31 years ago, going to Israel, you know, uh, you know, I, I was there for a year and a half. You know, uh, I, I didn't intend to stay there. But I went to visit my my mother's uh, siblings. She, you know, my uh, both of her siblings lived there, and they stayed longer and longer. My grandparents were there, and before I turned around, I went to the yeshiva because I was sitting around, and and then I grew into the yeshiva, and, and it was, and then I kept on staying longer, and I was learning so well. And before I turned around, like I ended up staying there. But those were the days when Nachum used, used to, you, you, I'm sure you remember this. I don't know about the, the younger generation, the millennials remembering it. They don't wouldn't remember it, but those days when you used to call America from Israel, you used to like yell into the phone, "Hello, yeah, sure. hello." Remember those days? I remember the awesome and, and and then like and then like if it's like over a minute or two, it's like ready. It's another dollar, another two dollars. Get off! You couldn't even have a conversation. Yeah. So we didn't speak much home. We didn't have connections. There was no internet. There was no. There was. They, they were. They did just got skippy peanut butter then, and when it came was stale. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So it was really, it was really pioneering at a young age, and I want to say that you know it was very, very hard, but it ended up extending throughout, you know, throughout, you know, my whole teenage, you know, all my teenage years. But now I look back and I see that if I wouldn't have been there and I wouldn't have developed over there, understood every aspect of different communities and Yiddishkeit and from people, we wouldn't be today where we're holding, bridging together, in America. Literally, I was up last night until 2, 3 in the morning speaking to elected officials and Knesset members who just won and this, and now I'm sitting in the morning over here and I'm dealing with the Supreme Court of the United States of America fighting Khil Shabbos. And it's amazing what we're involved in and how we're networking on the highest levels, Baruch Hashem. So it's really, you know, Thank you, Hashem, for giving me, you know, the, the, the opportunity to be able to be so spread around and bring me up in such, you know, people thought I was crazy, you know, so young, you know, so, but now I speak Chassidish, Litvish, Yeshivish, Satmir, you know, religious, non-religious, and everyone we have a language with, and everyone we find common grounds with, and everyone we build relations with, and everyone we help. We are the only group, I'm going to tell you, I don't know anyone else who, who, Every sector could call for favor. It could be a congressman, it could be a senator, it could be a state senate, it could be it could be it could be a Knesset member, it could be someone entering the Knesset. We just we just help you know get go in and get elected. We we help through our networks in Israel. I mean, it could be you know all over the world. You know, it could be in the Muslim world. I mean, I could tell you, for example, like this is. I'll give you a story. You want to know stuff? Um. This this Saudi Arabian journalist, right? Yeah. Who who uh, Kashuki, right? Kashogi. So so after after his assassination. Yes, I hope you weren't involved in that. <laughs> <laughs> after assassination, his friend. I don't know if you saw about Israeli companies that he has a friend Omar was a reporter, and he started. The, they had headline news all over, saying. 
that uh, that the Israeli company is, is is responsible for assassination. Why? Yeah, because they used a te- they used one of a, something what was you know a software from Israel to, to spy on his phone and therefore they found them and tracked them. So the headline news all over the world, Wall Street Journal, all over, CNN was Israel companies responsible. And this is after they knew the Saudis chopped them up. You understand? Yeah. So that's that's a blood libel in today's world. So through one of our you know Muslim contacts, I set up a phone call with this Omar who made the story, who's this Khashoggi's friend, who happens to live in Canada, this friend. And I told him, I said, listen, what are you doing making a blood libel in 2018? It was 2018. What are you you doing making a blood libel saying when, you know, the Saudis chopped him up and you're blaming the Jews, Israel? I mean, this is like this, you know, because, you know, we're Orthodox Jewish Chamber of Commerce. We, we fight anti-Semitism. We speak up for Jewish businesses. We, you know, we, we're doing events to build constantly relationships and businesses and attacking a, a Jewish business over here and saying that that they're responsible for the murder. What's the international thing? You're trying to, you know, spin this on the Jews. Right. Come on, you know. So he, so I said, listen, I said, this is, this is a very big mistake on your end. This is you're going to backfire on you. And this is something that, you know, we're going to stand up and, and denounce on a very big level. And at the end of the day is you're going to get yourself more enemies. You, you know, the Saudis are after you. This one, what do you need? Israel to be upset at you? Like, what, what are you doing to yourself, you know? <laughs> this should be the last ones you want after you. What? Yeah. This should be the last yeah. ones you want after yeah. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I was pretty sharp in my tongue. But I, <laughs> so, but I was, so anyhow, a matter of fact, I, I, I told them, that uh, that he so he told me that uh, I got out of him that CNN took his story, CNN London they took the story and they made the headline and they pushed like wow. this. they told me he's get, so so then I said you crazy so then he says he's gonna give me a retraction because I told him if you retract you'll know it's not coming from you. Uh, the end of the day is is that is that these Wall Street Journal and the CNN London but CNN London was behind this blood libel. And I got it out of him. I have recorded, you know. But the fact is, is that since then the story went dead. We stopped it. Now, that's a, a simple example, you know, through relationships, networks, Muslim friends, you know, the Shemaya, right? But the fact is, I never told the story to almost anyone, you know. Wow. But this is an international level story of blood libels, anti-Semitism, and could have, you know, spiraled and spiraled out. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I remember there was there was an incident in uh, Los Angeles. What was it? A couple months ago, and the, you you got involved over there as well. Yeah, no, in Los Angeles, the story. As a matter of fact, the, the LAPD, the chief, is liaison, just emailed me again. We spoke recently, but he emailed me thanking us that only a group like ours could put out such a fire because in the summer, um, when it started, we smelled right away that anti-Semitism. When there was a, they wanted to boycott a Jewish business. What was for seventy immigrants? working there, non-Jews, um, in Boyle Heights, Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and they wanted to boycott them, and they were going to close them down, these immigrants were going to lose their jobs, and, and it was because he retweeted something from Trump. So they came out against us, against against Fox and Friends, against us, when we came down there, because we spoke up, and we said, we'll do the ribbon cutting, and we'll prove their business. And I, I told them, don't blame this on the politics. Don't take business and make anti-Semitism and and put it on the democratic, you know, excuses. It's not as the turn into into Democrats, Republicans, and saying it's it's not something anti-Semitic. It's pure anti-Semitic. Right. Don't, right. 
And we denounced it and we stopped it. And Baruch Hashem, you know, we were able to, the, the police acknowledged it to LAPD and there was something that could have been riots in LA. So, yeah, so that, it, pretty much like we, we, what we're going to, we just touched over here is how broad, um, you know, relationships go, networks, and and really, you know, to be able to, you know, get, you know, network from the top and influence down. And, and that's for Jewish community. I definitely want to get a little bit more into networking in a bit. But first, I mean, you know, people, and, and you're, you're bringing up an incredible point because most people, when they think of Toby Honig or they think of the OJC, they think about the business expos uh, that you've been running for, for quite a number of years. Um, and now uh, we're you know, running the second one in Jerusalem uh, uh, in May, which is exciting. We'll get to that also. But first, we still got to hear what happened to you. You were in Kolel, you were learning, you had to make up Pernasa. What led to the beginning of the OJC? What, what okay, let me let me take it straight through without any distractions, Nachum. Okay, you got it. Okay, so I came back to the states, and I I was gonna wasn't sure I was gonna settle. My wife's from Baltimore, and a friend of mine was just starting yeshiva there for boys who couldn't sit alone a whole day. Good boys, you know, and we. We, I was instrumental in helping the yeshiva start and getting their program started to give the boys vocational things in the afternoon um, and match up some boys, some boys in opticians, some boys in, in real estate, and I, and some boys in, in you know in other areas that and and, and you know Nachum, you remember those days that if a guy couldn't sit alone, he was a bum. Yeah. And like and you would like a shagitz and like it was discussed it was, and and people were embarrassed they had such kids. Maybe yep. the kid had dyslexia. Maybe the kid had ADD. Maybe had issues maybe you couldn't sit a whole day why is he a bad kid it's not made for everyone you know to, to sit a whole day even with the, the most hush of a family so it could still be a Yiddish and then it was an embarrassing thing so we started a Maesid there right then to be able to help such kids and they were good kids and we saved hundreds and hundreds of kids Baruch Hashem are still sitting to learn today but these are regular kids so when I started that then I was thinking if I should settle in Baltimore I ended up speaking to my my grandparents my grandfather was shown I said, I want you to stay in Lakewood, you know, and through there we decided to move to move to Lakewood. And when I was in Lakewood, I started getting involved in real estate. You know, then everything was like growing. The neighborhoods weren't, you know, were just was getting established. I got to know every neighborhood. I drove around. I knew I still today I remember who owned which houses, you know, where, you know, which, where they were, non-Jews, spoke to them. And then from there, I started buying some properties, you know, in the outskirts, a little more multis. And then I bought some more in Baltimore and was kind of involved in multiple states and different real estate. And from there, I've got, you know, to go to, to Baltimore every week, stay there for two days a day, stay with the boys, um, put some boys on the properties, mentor them and teach them how to be able to do property management hmm. and uh, some to give a share sometimes. And from there, you know, really, matter of fact, my office is in the yeshiva in Baltimore, yeshiva at Terrace. And uh, and uh, th that pretty much went until until the recession. Now, also, I was pretty much you know one of the big one of the monetary funders for the Maisid because people even if we had wealthy people there, they were embarrassed. You know, it wasn't like they're proud to give to Panovich or whatever you want to say a brand name. You know, it's like oh, right. it's like they, they, it, 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 it was it was very challenging and and, and uh, we were and from there when the recession happened, you know. I got hurt. I got hit. I took a hit. Um, from then, the yeshiva, you know, had to, you know, we we closed the yeshiva, and I started focusing on balabatim. And I said, not balabatim. That's the wrong word. Talib bnei Torah, actually. Right. And I saw how many people on Lakewood that you know, and 
was literally families falling apart and uh, divorces and window shades down and it was just it was you know you can't even comprehend this is like once in a i don't even know if this is something people ever see again this is what 2005 2008 2008 right and so i started went to the milkhill cutler and i told the shivas and i met you know and i said listen we have we have a bunch you have a bunch of your same in the street these are benetero who used to support but you know the meisters and yeshiva and now they're hurting and it's not like the Balabatim, right? That they, they, they don't have shaykhs to yeshiva, and they're from a different community. They're from our community, and we have to create a bismedrash to host them and be able to network them and and, and empower them and give them a place. Like Gemara says, kolam shein like any odom, right? Whoever doesn't have you don't have arbamas or karka. Right. And the same thing is in spiritually a person at this time. If he doesn't have a place to go, a place he belongs to, he just feels lost. And people had to get out of their homes. People and <clears throat> people had to find ways to at least have some part of the day they own. And, you know, it's not like they're part of a kailal. They're not in kailal anymore. You know, they're right. not. Where do they go? What do they do? Right. So so I started after I went around. It was, took me like a year speaking and speaking to people. And I myself, you know, Got you know they took a took a hit and you know instead of focusing on on myself and my family, what was a big challenge, I focused on really having a solution for this bigger problem. And once we set up the title, I set it up as as well. I called it Learner Network, and I set it up also for people transitioning already leaving Kyle, they should have a place to come and still learn and be able to get ideas and brought people to speak once a week you know in the business world from people and then business coaches and if different areas giving people flavors of different businesses whether it was amazon online whether whether it was real estate flipping buying you know nine to five corporate versus uh versus you know entrepreneurship and 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 then, then, you know, we build networks from these presenters and then services, how to get a loan, how to start a business, and all these things. Amazing. And uh, once a week, I had Chizik Shurim there, giving people Chizik, and then I had Sunday, it was a Halacha Sunday, and we used to print every week all these flyers, and then we went to open the Muncie, and then, we, you know, I, I came to Israel, and, and we got Ted Rudd, all the papers, and I spoke to the, to the had meetings there, and I had the Baron Leib Shtemin, the Moshe Hirsch, the Eichenstein, I was there. And we spoke to them, and we just made awareness that that the Bigri Yeshivas should start having, you know, afternoon. Like I, I thought, like five o'clock, five to seven could be a good slot. People get home, you know, from a full day before they before they, and they still have some time before they come home. They can be home afterwards with the kids and and supper and take that time and own that time to have a seder. Because a lot of times mornings you have brisim at night, you're tired, you have chasnas. So I found sure. that time and sends them like it. it so many kailim exploded all over for people to big yeshivas. Now it's all there's tons of big yeshivas going on, and it's just close that I was we were an inspiration for that to happen. From from there, the 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 network got so big, and the services that I brought for the gmach, you know, for the kailu, like I tell people, yeshiva has a tat, a gmach, a dormitory, a cook. Right. So a kailu has much more needs because guys have real financial responsibilities, right? Sure. So who's teaching them how to manage bills, how to be able to how to be able to invest, how to, if they're in the business to be able to connect with others and if how do they do it right or wrong. And if the next level, where do they go? Where do they find partners? et cetera, et cetera. So the title really um 
you know, had all these services and networks. So from there, I said, you know, let me take the, the title, what's called Learner Network, and people could still go to learnernetwork.com, a lot of information and things, and send the showroom there we had, and and bring it out to the public and make an expo that other people could benefit from the from the title and from what, what we, uh, in the title, be able to, but what we built over here, the gemach from the title. And then I called up, I, I, I called up some papers and I said, let's make, we'll make four sections. You know, I, I made the media partners. We said, let's reach the community who's hurting. And this was the first Parnassa Expo. First Parnassa Expo. What year was that? Called, Do you remember? I don't know, maybe it was 2010. I don't know. I have to look it up. It, it's already, it's a, we're doing this already for 10 years, so it's maybe 2009, 2009 I, I don't know, 11, I don't know when the first expo was. I remember, I remember the first one. I mean, uh, it, was, it, was, it was a big uh, you know, tumult because uh, no one ever had something like that before in the from uh, Jewish world. So it's amazing yeah. to hear the backstory about what led to it. Yeah, it started in the Kyle. That's it. Isn't, isn't, that, isn't, that, isn't that beautiful today, Baruch Hashem, from the, from the most influential organizations, you know, and, and it started from a Kyle. So Baruch Hashem, it has the, the roots, the roots, you know, are, are very strong and deep. And Baruch Hashem, we always pray, Davin, that it should stay pure. But, so, so what happened from the expo was that the first expo, we didn't like words. And I advertised all over. I made four sections, and we gathered jobs that didn't exist. You couldn't find a job then, and it was on the phones calling, getting jobs, and you know, and, and uh, it made a job section. I had a section. I gathered all the courses without the, the people should be able to find courses that they didn't know exist that they could to help them, and brought all different types of courses. And matter of fact, in the in the event, by the event, the people when courses were networking and partnering with each other. And then we had coaches and and business consultants and seminars and you know it was it, it was I mean the ruach was um, was you, you can't even you know verbally explain how it felt over there and people grabbed the mics they started selling uh, I have a property I'm looking for an investor and so much deals happened jobs created and, and from you know and then we had people coming with resumes from all over. You know, and people came in, communities came in. Then the community came in, they had like 180 applications and every wow. community came and it was just, it was, it was, you know, Baruch Hashem was such a success. And after the event, I, I went, I, I gathered resumes and I thought I'll give it out to different headhunter places or organizations to, to help people. But literally, you know, we and staff, we came back with the resumes and we were like in tears, we were crying because we had four, five, six, seven, eight uh, different types of boxes huge full of resumes and like it, it, i told people we're not from the, you know the, 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 you know this is not germany you know like right. every every paper is a family with kids you know with a is how could we just take these resumes and hand it over so from there we started a whole new division job boards and job boards and things and people posting and getting jobs through our sites and from there and that's so things constantly grew grew but from that moment they took the pranasa network uh, we created from the learning network the pranasa network um, body, what's for everyone. So even though the Gemach started in the Kail, now is Parnassan Network a service for, for the whole community. Amazing. Um, and uh, from that Parnassan Network body, we the next year I went and I said, let me take, you know, that's it. I said, There's a need. People need, I said, Kalvachayim, I saw businesses starting reaching out to us. I said, you know, Kalvachayim, if people who who don't have jobs or looking or transitioning come to us for help and we're able to help them. Of course, people who have businesses and need new accounts, new clients, new services, new insights, how to go and grow. Of course, they need help and help them. We saw that. 
So I just I went down to the Meadowlands and we signed with the Meadowlands to take the expo, the whole the Meadowlands uh, Expo Center. It's huge, and I didn't even have a dollar for the deposit. I said this has to be done. It will, uh, you know, it will, <laughs> this is what I'm I'm doing my establishment. <laughs> and oh my gosh, so you actually go down yeah. to the Meadowlands, book the expo without even the down payment, and and and. I sat there, negotiated, got the contract, and before I signed the contract, I went around to to all the Jewish organizations in New York and New Jersey. I met with each one individually, Kojos, everything, and JCCs, everything, you know, big organizations, OU, everyone, and I met them, and I made a deal that we're all going to work together to make this a success, and we're going to have businesses and services, and I had a vision, different sections, and different, that, that, that. Anyhow, the first week the paper printed, yeah. Was uh, uh, was what was that? Hurricane Sandy, the big hurricane. Oh with yeah, the, the whole New York being flooded. Yeah, 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 that was Sandy. I think I think it was Sandy. I don't, I can't remember. There might have been two, three hurricanes. That was one that washed away. Oh, it was Sandy, right? It washed away everything in the houses and Seagate and everything. All the organizations yeah, got busy. Got right. All the organizations got busy. Baltimore, everyone was busy with with Sandy, twenty four seven social services, and I was left hanging alone. Oh no. And I didn't have anyone to, 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 to work with us and help us and go. And uh, we had meetings. I made a committee, a board, uh, you know, for the expo, not a board, the committee advisors. And it was such a visionary thing. It was such a strong vision to see the need of such a big e- 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 event to help, you know, people network and get jobs and bring the businesses and, and grow it and undertake it. I think they were saying, you're crazy. Just cancel it, cancel it, cancel it, cancel it. I said, listen. After 120, I'm going to come up. You know, Hashem's going to say, Dovi, what do you do for Kalah Yisrael? I say, you know, so listen, I tried. <laughs> I saw this need, I tried. But if I don't, if I can't say I tried, you know, so <laughs> then it's a problem. Then, then that's not something I want to live with. So right. I'm trying. It's, 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 it's up to Hashem. I'm trying. And Rachel, if I could tell you fast forward, I'm not going to take into all the details, but three weeks before the expo, I, I was still, we were panicking for no one's business. And all of a sudden, within from three weeks to the thing, the whole Netherlands filled up, and everything, and wow. the presenters and the conferences at the highest level. It was it's a book by itself how yeah. it happened, Baruch Hashem. But but it was still working like that today. Meaning to say, like Baruch Hashem, ten years later, you know, on much bigger levels, I'm still reaching higher and higher, <laughs> and I didn't reach this 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 this, this guy yet. You know, it was right. growing. Every right now, we're working on. Hosting the event in Mitzvahim in the UN, you know, in September, in the, in, by, wow. to be able to bring all the countries together through commerce, and we're closing that. I mean, Baruch Hashem, this is a whole different conversation. But you were starting ten years ago, but I want to show you, like, we're still reaching higher. And of course, now, you know, of course, there's, you know, the more we reach, the more, you know, people get involved, the stronger everyone is. So Baruch Hashem, that was the first expo, and then and then from there the, we did the Pranas Expo. Then we went up to the New Jersey Expo Center because I, it, the Netherlands didn't have the conference center and things. And the first year I went to New Jersey Expo Center, I made it two days, even bigger, and we did 120,000 square foot of booths, you know. And I had job fairs, expos, real estate, technology, different sections, health and medical. But as as the as the economy got stronger, I started cutting down on the booths and the different sections and be focusing more on business service providers. And that's what we're holding today. And we changed it to the Javis Expo. And 
we have the biggest keynotes. It's the biggest business center. We had, you know, from Jason Greenblatt was our keynote. We had the Anthony Camucci as a keynote from the Skybridge Capital Partners. And top names of presenters are our keynotes by us. And this is a place to come to empower people. And the beautiful thing is, is that it's run for the people. It's not a business. So even though every year, every year I'm choking and I'm petrified, this year I'm pushing it off. I'm not doing it, June. But but the fact is is that it's such an undertaking. People don't realize, even though it looks no, like huge. it is a real business. I want, I, want, I want you to take a breath a second because I got to speak to the audience a little bit because there's something I, I think people have to notice and and uh, take notice, and I, I believe it's true about you. You didn't go to university. You didn't take college courses and say how to organize things, how to run a nonprofit organization, how to build something, how to network. You just you just jumped right in and just kept going and going and going and just looked for the Seattle Deshmaya and just kept moving forward, moving forward, that if somebody would have told you, say, hey, Dovi, showed you in the future, you know, what type of mysterious nefesh you would have had to have in order to do everything that you've done, you probably never would have done it. You know, Nachum, it's, it's, it's something I, I didn't even want to think back. I just think forward. And yeah. I tell people every day, I, like I had once someone who was with me for years and years running every division. The family got too big. It was, it was a woman. She, she, she took off responsibilities and all of a sudden it's sitting on the table here. She, you know, she didn't drop me to her. And I was like, she said, I thought you're going to, I thought you're going to go crazy. I thought you're going to scream. I said, listen, I look forward. I don't look backwards. You said it. Yalla, next. And that's the only way Nahum, to really, to, to reach a goal is that you don't, you, you know, you have to understand this challenges every day and it's, it's yet in the CNS and CNS, but the bottom line is you have to look forward, never look back. And, and of course, to look back and now and say, well, I would have never done it. I wouldn't have this, you know, like who would have went at 13 Territ Israel and left the family and ended up staying there all the years when it was so hard and, 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 and being disconnected because he wanted to be in Eretz Israel and learned it. You know, like I don't know anyone else really. Like it's a certain like stubbornness that I fight myself. Like my mind and my body don't get along. They're fighting. <laughs> <laughs> They're fighting all the time. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. But, but but the fact is, like like the Siad Schmeiser, like one of the expos of this story, Pesach Korn wrote it up. Yo Gold made a video on it about the expos, how they canceled it on us after we had the you know the the contract. You know the story. You, yeah, you yeah, saw yeah. It? sure. I'm going to link to it in and, the podcast episode so people go check it out. But and 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 then um, afterwards it ended up seeing Siad Shmaya made a cancel and it was an unbelievable story. So. So we see these stories every day, and you know, if we have time at the end, I'll give you a real good story, and a very good story. But what happened at Israel by the embassy opening when I was there um, as a guest from the ambassador David Friedman. But uh, we hosted the night before the, in the King David Hotel for all the you know the the dignitaries, uh, the VIPs. We hosted an event, a reception event in King David. So I have a beautiful story with that. But yeah, so. Anyhow, that's what the expos happen, and from the the David, and from the and from the yeah. How do you I'm, stop? Just, like, yeah, go ahead. Then, then from there, like once you service so many businesses and things, that's when the Orthodox Jewish Chamber really became a vehicle. When I realized that we're servicing businesses, and uh, we're, we're we started advocacy and lobbying because we're always in touch with politicians to work with a community for commerce uh, and, and jobs and and building relations. And from there, that's where the chamber came. And from the cha- once once I established the chamber, I, I took everything and reversed 
most of it into the chamber because the chamber services businesses. So we have the nonprofit section for Nelson Network, all those things and businesses. And we just launched the membership drive now and we made membership booklets. It's going to come out now and, and people, we, although we have like thousands of members and things, but now we have, you know, different paid memberships options with benefits. And that's something really what's exciting and businesses can benefit from and, and let them know. But now it was just a press release went out from December, as a matter of fact, we introduced economic development day. That was my idea. I was sitting on Labor Day, and I was saying, you know, Labor Day people sit home and they're taking off. Like, why? Because they're going back to work. So that's right. why you're celebrating. <laughs> like, let's, <laughs> what's about the people who don't have jobs, right? Let's make a day and proactive and help them. So I said, let's establish economic development day. And I was always very frustrated from all the, I went to state and federal, all these Pachkarizer programs would have expired. They're good from the 2000, from, from, from 1960, you know, 2020, yeah. you need a whole new different network of machines and, and organ and services. And the people I met there were so expired. They didn't even know, they never worked a day in their life. You know, they never, right. they never ran a business a day in their life other than sitting there for $10 an hour. How could they help other people get jobs? So one of the things, and we know dollars for new programs because they were going towards those programs. Sure. So one of the things I wrote in the economic development they think is that we're going to have stress tests and be able to eliminate old programs and replace them with, with, with those dollars, with new programs to help people in today's day. So, so Baruch Hashem, I just passed the this, this, this Senate this wow. and the Assembly, both houses, um, 76, it, it, 39 to 0 and 76 to 0, all passed wow. in flying colors. Wow. And we're going to have a signing with the governor, Mr. Shem, hopefully this, this, in the next few weeks, uh, you know, before we come to Israel and, and launch it. It's every second Monday in May. And now we're, economic development is influencing the whole state. And, and as also as in Washington, met the Secretary of Labor, Secretary of Labor, and I was there by the prison reform thing last week, and and, and work. And I'm going to meet them now again, and they're very excited about economic development. Then we're going to in, in, incorporate all different ways that we could stimulate the economy and, and annually on, on a specific day, create billions of dollars of revenues for every state, and we're introducing it to other states. And this comes from our network, from what we built, where we started the innovation, ways to empower people, underprivileged, undereducated, you know, and and uh, minorities, and of course regulars and businesses that could of course be empowered easily in different ways and it all started from a kyle unbelievable and i gotta say because first of all it's breathtaking and you're only touching and scratching things that each thing you could speak an hour two hours about and exactly. the stories and the inspiration it's just insane but i mean on top of all this i was blown away when you published a safer you know, it was like six months ago, a year ago. What, what were you thinking? I don't have enough to do. Let me publish a sleeper also because, hey, why not? Well, I'll tell you, like, 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 you know, like, it, you touched the point. I didn't even, like, it didn't even, like, dawn on my mind, like, the safer, like, totally was focusing on the business then, but that we, but that's, that's a whole different conversation because since it's called Pranasaka Halacha, the safer, many people saw it and heard it, I get regards every day, people using it all over from the highest caliber. And we have a Hebrew edition and English edition, and it's the Swarm, so it's accessible, and it's all distributed by Gitler. I mean, it's not in the stores. We don't, you know, if you don't find any stores, you can ask Gitler. Then over here in the States, it's also in the stores. Um, and it's really, it's a revolution, and it's the first ever safer like that. The reason we got into it, that every Allah has a practical application, 
And the reason the Parnassic Halacha is like the Mishnah Brewer concept, all the nice Kalim simplified. People, I just got every day I'm getting regards from people using it all over Baruch Hashem. Mm -hmm. And the reason we did it is I tell people this year, Sugar, what do you have? We have a home home. <laughs> you know, a machon, you know, machon like art school. We, one of yeah. our divisions is the machon Parnassic Halacha. It's a few hundred thousand dollar project. Each say for this first one, it cost, I don't know, it's a million dollar project. This, but saying right. each 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 operation, each sir, and and you, I we put it out. Because we started, I started something called businesskail.com. Everyone's invited to go check out, write it down, businesskail.com. And we provide curriculums for people all, all over the world to be able to take different sections of business halacha and be able to have the Mara Makaymas. And we even have five minutes here on different things. And wow. because and they, and they could take those Mara Makaymas and they could learn it and be able to be familiar with, with the halacha. Because I tell people, like, we're. Our goal is to help empower people with Parnassah. You know, but I, the way I look at it like is, is, is that if you give a guy a car, he has to have a license first, right? Right. So if you teach it, you, your goal is to help them to have Parnassah, you have to give them the, 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 the halacha there. You have to give them the, the rules how to do it. And no one ever did it for them. Simplified with. So once we gave undertook this project, what 99.99% of people say what's the connection, they don't get it. But to me, it's one. Right. And to our organization, our mission, it's one. You have to give, this is so so important to us. So once I hired all these people to write the curriculums and built networks with the Paiskam and everything, I hired a whole machon. I built a machon. We built a machon over here and, and put put out the safe uh, and once I did it, you know, it's like you have the Tzuras Adaf, the Shulchan Aruch on one side, and the other side you have the highlights like the article, but much more, you know, we don't touch word for word, we give you the overall, so it's much more work, mm -hmm. and it's, it's a piece of art, and Baruch Hashem, it, right now, it's a few, a few hundreds of thousands of dollars each one. We have a Hebrew and English out, the Hebrew is red, and the, and the English is blue, and we still have, I printed X amount, uh, a few thousand. It's told on this first print and the second print. I hope maybe one of your listeners are interested to want to have a sponsorship, a dedication, but every halacha can be sponsored and dedicated. As of now, the sponsors, yours truly, the Vionic, <laughs> and I have to be able to recoup big undertaking. And uh, but Baruch Hashem, it's you know, it's incredible. You see a need and you just go and do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you just move right there, which is just incredible. I'm, I'm blown away. Yeah. So, yeah. call a couple to it. I mean, let's, uh, be, you know, I wanted to get a little bit, um, just before we talk about uh, the expo and how we moved to Israel on it, but what can you, I, I, I seriously, when, when I introduced you, and I mean it, you know, I've met, you know, hundreds, thousands of, thousands of people over my years as an entrepreneur. I've never met somebody that networked like you. Everybody talks about networking, networking. I seriously have not. You know, you'll see, you'll see, you'll see President Trump. Oh, there's Davi Hunig. You, you know, you'll you'll see the the uh, governor of New Jersey. Oh, there's Davi. You, you know, you'll go to uh, Rabbi Chaim in, in Bnei Brak. Oh, there, there's Davi. You know, it's like there's there's uh, what are the secrets about networking? Is, is it like when you're here in Israel, you just learn some sort of Israeli chutzpah that you just like just absolutely not. Absolutely, absolutely so how do you, not. How do you build, How did you? How did you do it? How do you do it? What's the secret? So, 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 so let's 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 answer this in a few stages. First, I want to give you a certain image, right? And then I want to do it verbally. So, but I'll create the image, for, you know, verbally as well. So that's only we could do it on the on the podcast. 
Right. The first thing is people see Duvihoni, they see me with the president, they see me with the Chaim, they see me with, 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 with governors, uh, congressmen, Knesset, hosting U.S.-Israel business alliance missions to Israel, biggest people and everything. And many, many organizations out there, and I'm not talking about Jewish, non-Jewish, any, just talking about general concept, people who have mission statements, established organizations for years and years, for 50, 100 years, and they go out there and they have to show their donors and they have to show people that taking pictures, they're in high places and they do nothing. They stand next to the guy. By us, it's totally the opposite. <laughs> Every picture has a story. <laughs> Meaning to say, if we were somewhere, there's a story why we're there, we were doing something. So, and our whole mission of our organization is, is, is that we're here for the, for the people. We don't make the people our mission. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't in other words, our mission is the people, not vice versa. And uh, we don't try to make the people fit our mold for our mission. What I see a lot of times happening, and I, I don't, I'm not obligated to, to, to I, I don't let people financially own us in a way that they should tell us how to run things or what to do and how to do, because there's a reason why we have such Yad Dishmai and everything is because we understand the needs and people look at this point, Baruch Hashem, appreciate and look at, understand me, that like, in other words, like if I'm a, a, a like an engineer or a scientist or Einstein, you know, like I'll split the atom and I'll, you know, it'll, it'll crash, the, the, the whole world will explode. He's a Meshuggah, right? Mm-hmm. But it works, right? So now there's people <laughs> sitting by the button pressing it, right? Now they're sitting by the button and if they say nuclear war, they press it and it works. They believe it in the whole world. We don't know how it works. No one knows, but it's a Meshuggah, but it works. Right. So now they look at me, the Meshuggah, that it works. <laughs> 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 okay. I don't know what he's thinking, what he's doing. But <laughs> But, it, it's, but, once, well, but it's working. It's working. So once you hit that point, so it's a whole different thing. So now I'm reaching out to people. I'm being able to invite people to be part of whether it's a public policy, our business, our, our, our you know, initiatives, our organizations, our services, and people can have a safer parts and things financially to be part of us close and things and help us continue. But they don't have to question, so how are you doing, what are you doing? Because they, they, they realize that they're not a scientist and that the expertise is not, is, you know, even though they're a millionaire, they made it because they sell plumbing pipes, not because they run the whole world of commerce, you know? Right. So, so, so they realize and respect it, and now really I'm ready to move on and uh, ready to get people, you know, to, who respect us and many of the millennium people, Nachum, who are, see us already in action for ten years, who grew up with us as a brand and they hold and see what we're doing based on their needs, and not like you know when I started, I thought I'm gonna reach like the outer, you know, Askanim. It's above their pay grade, above their head. They're not in tune with the late today's world. They could appreciate the benefits that we help for the cloud, but they just don't get it in a way like the people who are growing up with us and seeing how we're, you know, you know, molded with as 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 a, as a, as a, as a organization that's here for Panasa, like this Torah Messiah for Chinuch, right? Yeah. Is that good for this and this? Orthodox Jewish Chamber of Commerce, Panasa, Panasa Network. We are an organization focusing solely on Panasa, what never existed before. Mm-hmm. And and that's who we are. Now, going back to your question, let me explain to you why I gave this whole this whole you know, wraparound. Because, yeah. because you want to know, how does it connect? The, we are the only, I have a letter from Reb Chaim that I keep privately signed for what we do back in us, okay? Maybe you could Google it, it's on the videos, YouTube, you know, gave us tremendous brachas. We went to him before, but when we started with Amosha Hillary, we sat and we spoke back for, um, we, we Malkiel, I have a beautiful letter signed, even though I have from presidents, letters from Obama, Trump saying in my office, the nicest frame is a letter from Bismedish Kavoy. That's framed in a double gold frame in my office. I'm looking as we're talking. Why? 
because because that's that that that's who we are, what we stand for. So therefore, when Mokil, you know, when I spoke to him, he would never. He wrote a letter. People had to should go out to the to the expo, but he wouldn't write for anyone. The reason is because when you, it's so tricky to have Parnassa and 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 Torah together because. My challenge is people thought, oh, people are going to run after you to throw money. You want to be part of you. want to get people to work. Other people say, oh, Tyra, of course, Tyra. It's totally the opposite. Because the guys who give money for, for Tyra don't want to affiliate with Panasa. Only give Tyra. And the guys with Panasa want me to take the guys out to work. I said, listen, we're here to help. <laughs> I'm not doing your mission. I'm not your mission. We're here to help people help themselves. Meaning to say, a gmach. You need a wrench? Take a wrench. You need a hammer, hammer. Your Mahabaswaram, we help them get the publishing, we help them get the tours of that, we help them get the, the, the text that they need, the, you know, the, the ICS. It, it, it doesn't matter. You need a job. There's networking for everyone, it's unlimited. I mean, that's really out of the box. So, therefore, just showing you, you know, every person also has a different need, right? Sure. So, now going back to Torah politics and all, right? When you have a focus, like you could do a panasakalacha, say for what's a Meshugana project, what's a huge organization by itself, you know, if you sure. want to throw it up, I wouldn't even mention to speak about it, you know, it, 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 it shows like how everything interwines. Now take this and, and multiply it, right? Look, with, 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 whether it's the president, whether it's, whether it's the Knesset, whether it's U.S. as a business alliance missions, everything starts and finishes with the buck. Right? Right. Everything's a dollar. Everything connects to the dollar. So everything's connected. Last week I was in Washington. I was by the, sec- by the, I was by the Labor Department, you know, with the Labor Secretary, Deputy Secretary. Um, you're speaking about ways that we can help empower. Because the more we help empower others, we show we're leaders, then we get support and we have connections, new relationships out of our circles to help others. Um, ambassadors from countries, you know, Haiti just came to my office. I spoke to them yesterday, matter of fact. They asked us to help them create an awareness. They told me we, Haiti, we were the country that get, made the final vote for Israel to be formed as a state because wow. of us to have the state. Now we're asking for awareness to our situation. 70 years later, we're asking for help in return. And they came to the wow. get off the Chamber of Commerce to Wall Street. And you know wow. what? I made them an awareness campaign. Believe it or not, somehow a week later, President Trump met them <laughs> and the oh, Caribbean wow. people. Never happened before. Wow. wow. <laughs> I, I let the White House and everyone know when the releases that we're meeting these people and we're creating an awareness. I'm not saying it had any connection or not, but the fact is, it, 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 you know, when you create awareness, you don't know what happens. But besides that, they got so much re- feedback from the world. And now I'm working with many other things. But literally, what I'm trying, what I'm telling you, and then there was another country, there was a, a small country who came to meet us two weeks ago, also speaking about the vision relations between commerce. You have to understand, every country and everyone we meet, we have new relationships with that we could create new partners for people to be able to, you know, connect out of it. Because it's, it's think about the different business world and real estate. Everyone goes after the same buildings, after the same business model. We introduced right. Amazon 10 years ago, you know, eight times, because that was my, I got from people speaking Yiddish, Hebrew, English. Today it became a, a next real estate business in the virtual world where people are sure. doing all over it. What we introduced was my idea, Baruch Hashem, and I'm excited and thrilled that everyone has been also with, but I'm telling you, it was a lot of work to build it and do it and to find things that can help people. But now I'm looking for new ways to create new Parnassa out of these circles. So by relation, having relationships with other countries and hosting them and meeting them and seeing needs, we are able to bridge together 
you know, many more opportunities. So, so, so one of the countries just spoke to me about building a bridge from one island to the next, and then the newspaper people read it and they called my office and they said, how come you spoke about the bridge? You should have spoke about uh, the airport first. We have to make the airport wider. <laughs> <laughs> like it just, we, we, we put out a press release and Baruch Hashem, it really, you know, it, 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 it really makes a difference. So Amazing. that's what we're holding today, Nachama. So, so Baruch Hashem, this all started from the Kail, you know, so it's crazy. This is where we're holding. This is where it went. This is where it's going. And now, going further, we're going to be doing that expo in Yerushalayim. It's Hashem, our second year because uh, you know I, I, the, the Anglo community is, is is literally very very neglected. Price of living in Eretz Yisrael went up immensely. It's crazy expensive to live there. It's not like you could move to Eretz Yisrael and live on nothing. No, it costs you a fortune. A yeah, fortune, no, it, fortune. It, it, to me, it's it's mind boggling, and I, I I don't understand how people do it. I mean. You, you know, when the normal uh, average salary is about eight thousand shekels, about twenty two hundred dollars, right? Your take home is about eighteen, nineteen hundred, nineteen hundred dollars. But your your rent or your mortgage is twelve hundred, fifteen hundred bucks. How the heck do you pay? Even if you know, of course, you have uh, free health care and you have free education. But even uh, you know, health care costs a little bit, and education costs a little bit. But food and uh you know uh, clothing it was just incredible and, and it is challenging and i meet you know dozens and hundreds of people you know here in Israel that needs this help and and so yeah i mean it's, it's a great way to segue into this expo that's coming up yeah so 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 last year you know I, since we did u.s Israel business alliance missions Ted stroll bringing business people Ted stroll and building relationships with countries and all the biggest ministers you were there nachem you saw it Knesset members the highest caliber yeah. front pages of the Jerusalem Post, everything doing things Baruch Hashem, and really being you know building those things we undertook I, I i said let me help the little people not just the companies let's help them these people there's so many businesses nachem in, in in the states on that 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 could give out outsource today with the new you know technical world right people yeah. working in Israel from here so why people who live, move to Israel have to downgrade from 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 a, a good paying job to, to a few shekel an hour and they can't even pay their groceries and their skills so by giving way introducing uh, bridging together the U.S. Israel businesses and giving opportunities for companies to work or, or, or get jobs from the states or build businesses and relationships or, or and get regular paying jobs or, or, or people made Aliyah finding opportunities here. It's just it's a whole new avenue that was never that, that's way past due. So we have the networks, the relationships, and things. So we undertook to make the, the Jerusalem Expo and, and the Jerusalem Hotel. And yeah, and uh, yeah. I'll I was I just met someone recently. She came over to me over here in the state. She said, "Oh, my sister just I want to thank my sister got a job last year by by your expo over there in Yerushalayim." Wow. And I I mean, the, I got, someone called me up after the expo, you know, a few months afterwards, and told me he was told, he wanted to ask me about something. And then he throws, "By the way, it's just I stayed. I was going to move back to the states, but I ended up staying because I met someone, an attorney that was able to help me set up my company, and wow. and then from there I was able to find connections. So through here I was able to have my parnasa." Uh, and this is a story what, by the way, I hear. So, Kavachem, we had over 400 people there last year, and we have opportunities for booths and businesses. People go to our website, ojchamber.com, ojchamber.com, and look at the Jerusalem Expo and click on there and go further for your information. Yeah, I'm just saying. We're going to have a conference. We're going to have a conference. Yeah, let me see. It's going to be Wednesday, May 15th, uh, from 8.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., Jerusalem Gardens Hotel and Spa. Uh, Mark Zell is speaking, Rabbi Ismar Ginsberg. A uh, good friend, good friend of the chamber, I know, uh, is speaking. Natalie Garson uh, is going to be speaking on marketing, branding and marketing. Uh, myself, I'll be speaking about entrepreneurship. 
There'll be a uh, job seeker empowerment workshop run by Tzvi Broker. Uh, a lot of incredible stuff. I, I know, uh, you know hundreds and hundreds of people will be there. It's an incredible networking event. Dovi, we could go on forever, but I know your time is valuable, and uh, we're, we're going to have to get you on a second podcast because I, I feel like we, we, we just scratched the surface, but there's already enough for like 10 books. Um, I want to thank you so much for taking the time. We're going to spread this out. You know I'm a big fan of the Chamber and a big fan of yours. So uh, thank you so much for being on the show. And um, it's all enough. I look forward thank to seeing you. you in, I look forward to seeing you in Shalim in uh, a few weeks. Same here. Thank you again. All right. Okay. I can take it. Back. Thank you for listening to the From Entrepreneur Podcast with Nahum Kligman. We hope you learned something valuable and will share this with your friends. For show notes, archives of previous episodes, and more information to help you start and grow your business, please visit our website, www.fromentrepreneur.com. Listen, learn, be Masliak.